cast down all devils. What? Friends and family, friends and family. We're excited. Uh, we'll be having friends and family kicking it off this month. Uh, ben is going to be uh, Ben's going to be the one. We're going to go over to the food shelf today. We're going to take a few videos of the team there. Ben, uh, listen, there's some cool things coming up. I'll let him tell you more about it. Uh, but uh, he has a recipe he's going to do. He's going to cook. He's even going to put together kits for you to take home to cook the recipe at the next friends and family. Come on. I'm telling you, creativity is starting to flow in this place. So I thought that was a great idea. And so the first, you know, 12, 15 people are going to be able to get uh, to get the, these kits to take home and reduplicate the recipe. And everybody that was at that, uh, when we were talking about this, everybody said his recipe on this. I'm not going to divulge it. I'm going to let you reveal that next week. Let the, let the anticipation, but it is a dessert, okay? So those of you who have a sweet tooth. So we're talking about some of these things and things that God is doing. There's lots happening here, uh, not just in silliness or fun, but this is life, you know. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I shared from this, um, from this pulpit and said that life is what happens when you're busy making your plans, you know. Life happens, and we don't know how life is going to happen. We don't know what will happen before the end of this service or something, um, Life happened to us when we were, when I fell that day, you know, we were making our plans. We were on our way to fulfill our plans. Boom. We don't know. Life happens. And it's not always tragedy. Other things happen. Um, we started uh, December 31st. It was New Year's Eve, I believe, is when I spoke last. And we were speaking about the new year. And we were speaking that we don't want to take our baggage with us. Remember, I demonstrated. Somebody bought me a new bag. I had an old bag. I didn't clean it out. I was telling you the stuff I don't want to put in this bag, in my new bag, and take with me into the new year. Um, if you can just envision this, I had a lot of trepidation as I've prepared for this word. The Lord has been talking to me about this for at least 12 weeks uh, or more. And uh, I haven't been hesitant, but I knew he was talking. I knew he was going to speak about this. And if you're wondering if this word affects you, let me say yes, it affects me. It's for every person in the body of Christ because... <laughs> Oh my gosh, when I share with you, I've studied on this, I studied on this many years ago, it is in the Living Word School of Ministry in our class that is uh, called Setting the Captives Free, but this does affect you, and it will continue to affect you in the sense of the enemy being after you for this, and I will hopefully explain that. Um, he's after me. He's after you. So I ask you to open your heart. The last few uh, stanzas of the last song of the music instrumental was, I surrender. And so, Father, I ask that we all surrender today.
and we know this is serious. Um, and we tend to overlook it and call it something else. Uh, God, you, you said in your word for us to get rid of the weights that easily beset us. The weights that we carry around, get rid of the, 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 the sins that weight us down. And um, as I prepared for this word, you know, I felt like I had a backpack on, weighted down with huge rocks. We don't see it here on my back today, but God, I know the weights. You let me bear the weights of the sins. You let me feel how heavy that is. But you promised us that your promises are true. And you're only bringing this to our attention to equip us to make us smarter than the enemy, wise, wise as serpents, but gentle as doves, to the enemy's tactics in our lives. And so, God, we do, we surrender today, and we ask you for deliverance. We ask you for deliverance. We ask you for restoration. We ask you to cleanse our minds we're not taking anything that we walked in or have carried over the years from 2023 we are not taking it into this new year we are a determined people that we're walking through new doors today and we pick up our authority just as those words in the song that we sang I am not taking those regrets with me into 2024. Lord, I saw, Jesus, I saw you running to us. I saw you running through like a jealous madman for your bride today. With zeal, the righteous jealousness of God for your own. And you're here to rescue us. And you are here to set us free. And we're paying attention. And we pray this. I pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Um, let me see what I may have forgotten to share. Um, in the Bible, the Word of God tells us there are 17 spirits. It talks about 17 demonic spirits. They're listed in the Bible. And this particular one is listed there. I've got stacks. I, there were probably, I could print out 40 pages in the Word talking about this particular spirit. And I don't have time to give you that today. 
but I ask you to check this out. You must be, the word says, study and be approved. Know what the word of God says. It sets us free. It equips us. When you came to Christ, you were given authority. We were given authority over every demonic spirit. So I must tell you this, but he's here to make you feel so woe and so weak and so full of regrets and every other manifestation of these spirits that you forget you have authority that can overcome and cast them out of your life and crush them. My son, when he was young, Lord, Holy Spirit, you just remind me things. My son, when he was young, he started this band. It was called Zeal. And he was a rapper. You know, he, he made all these type of rap type of songs. But one of them was, crush that devil that stands in your way. Crush that devil that stands in your way. Crush that devil that stands in your way. Oh, and it talked about the miry clay and getting him out. I've never forgotten that chant. Sometimes I have to draw from deep within my spirit. I knew it was a word from the Lord that he gave him. And they would beat those drums and they would, you know, and they had moves to it and they were crushing and stomping. You see, you were called to crush his head. When Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden, they had the things that came, the curse that came upon the earth. But he gave her a promise and he said, your seed, that means your babies, your girls, your boys, your babies are going to crush the enemy. You will crush the head of the serpent. You will crush him. That's your destiny. That's your destiny. I don't care where you came from. I don't care if you were working with him. I don't care if you were under his spell and part of his cartel in the earth and God set you free you've got a different mission and your mission is to crush the head of the enemy and destroy the works of the devil that's a quote from the Bible come on you know some of you uh, made I told you we weren't making resolutions we weren't making New Year's resolutions. We decided we were casting that out, and we were making declarations, amen, and proclamations about what this year is going to be. And you have to lay hold of that. You have to lay hold of that almost militantly. Do you understand what I'm saying? You must be intentionally purposed to walk through the doors God wants you to walk through this year, to fulfill, continue to fulfill your destiny. The spirit that I'm talking about is jealousy. We refer to it as a green-eyed monster. Um, Shakespeare you know, we, where, where we get our ideas and our metaphors and our idioms of the day. But it can turn you green. Oh, yes. I would like to tell you 
that in Numbers, this is towards the early part of the Bible, this spirit was at act at work immediately. I believe immediately when God, when dev, the devil heard God tell Eve, "Your seed, your children are going to crush you," he came up with a plan. He has to destroy you. He has to find a way to destroy you. And we see early on in the Bible and over and over and over again about this spirit at work. I looked at so many sermons. I can't tell you over the years how many sermons I've read on this topic of envy and coveting and jealousy. And there are, it is a rare thing. I think only one out of hundreds have I ever heard someone teach on this and that they found what the word of God says. It is not just an emotion. It is not just a feeling. It is a spirit, a demonic spirit. And here's the scripture. Here's the word. Numbers 5.14 describes jealousy as a spirit. If a spirit, this is, quote, I'm quoting it now. If a spirit of jealousy comes over him and he is jealous of, I'm taking that out of that. You can read the whole chapter because I don't have time to go into that teaching. The word of God identifies this as a spirit, a demonic spirit. Jealousy is a spirit. It will cause and evoke. Its cause and effect on you is to evoke a strong emotion and desire. A passionate desire. A negative desire for something that properly belongs to someone else. The definition of covet, I've looked up the Hebrew, I've looked up the Greek, I've looked up other languages and how through the years. I don't have time to share all of that with you. But in the Greek, one of the, one of the things it says about jealousy is to grieve over to boil over, to seethe over a good, something one does not possess. Sometimes degenerating to make war with the one that does have the good that one wants. People, look around. Wars are being fought today because this spirit is trying to rule humanity and destroy it by causing them to destroy one another.
His plan is to get you to crush someone else. Covet is to long for, desire, be greedy, take pleasure. Envy is defined as malicious grudging. We talked in December. We, we dealt with one thing. We dealt with one of the ways, and that is our refusal to forgive others on December 31st. If you weren't here and you haven't heard that word, then look it up. I mean, look it up and listen to the word. It's not my word, please. It, it's hard for me to take when somebody says Kathy's word because it's not Kathy's word. I'm just the carrier. I'm the messenger of the covenant. That's all I am. I'm nothing more. I'm just as weak as you are. I am just as much of a target to be set by weights and sins as you are. Do you understand? I get no I take no glory. No. None. I deserve nothing. And I mean that. I've had the fear of the Lord to have to bring this word because I know how much he has slinked around like the sloth that he is to tempt us, to seduce us with jealousy, with envy, and make it personal towards a person. Come on. Jealousy, the definition of jealousy is suspicious. Suspicious. Doesn't that spirit make you suspicious of someone? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Envious. The fruit of that spirit, just as the fruit of the Holy Spirit is the all the virtues and the wonderful things of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the spirit of jealousy is spite. It is competition. It is hatred. Murder. Coveting. Wrath. Rejection. And divorce. Contention. Strife. And war. Proverbs 6.34 says, I'm going to read it slowly. For jealousy is the rage of a man. And, and this is just the way it's there. It's, let, me, let me add, just ladies, you're not getting off here. Okay? All ages. Children are jealous of their siblings. Come on. How quickly does this... How quickly does his spirit try to affect your life? Jealous of siblings, jealous of classmates. Jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. Envious. Jealousy. It is a spirit. 
Proverbs 6.34, for jealousy is the rage of a man, and he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not accept any ransom, nor will he be content, though you give him many gifts. I wanted to find this because it sounds rather poetic. But I want you to understand how this spirit works. If that spirit is on you and you are coveting and jealous of someone, I'm telling you how it bears fruit and bears fruit and bears fruit. You are the most miserable of people as it continues, as you tolerate it. As you tolerate it, you become miserable. You're not happy. It'll rob you of your happiness. People can give you compliments, but if you don't, people could give you compliments, and this is the gifts. They could gift you with a compliment. They could tell you you're great. But as long as you don't have what Susie has, do you understand? You will not be content. It says that spirit will not be content, though you give him many gifts. I have had people be jealous of me. I don't cherish being a victim of that. And I don't use that word lightly. Because if you are jealous of someone, that person is a victim of your jealousy. Let's just get that out here right now. That person is a victim of your, that spirit of jealousy working through you. This is tough, but we have to be. We have to look at this because we have to be set free. It won't accept a ransom. It turns into a love-hate relationship. I've had people tell me, oh, you know, if it was a wife that was really struggling with me, the husband would say, well, it's just a love-hate relationship my wife has for you. She loves you dearly, but she hates you at the same time. Do you, have you heard that term before? Ah, you hear that term? You better be looking for the spirit of jealousy and envy and coveting because somewhere it's in the mix. In this particular circumstance, these people were talented, gifted, called of the Lord, still are gifts, but they never to this day have accomplished their, the will of God and the, the fullness of it. They can't be satisfied <laughs> no matter what they do, and they do wonderful things, and, and, and they're things that can bless people, but I'm telling you, they are still prevented because that thing is still there. It's that little thing. It might have been boxed up, but we must get delivered of it. And we must be wise as serpents. And we must know when it's coming for us. And we have to get out and we have to deal with it ourselves. We have to deal with it with the help of Jesus Christ and the authority of Christ. Jealousy, the spirit, the nature of the spirit of jealousy is it cannot be satisfied that's why it is jealous. 
Do you understand? Until that person or you get set free from it, you can't be satisfied. In Genesis 4, 1 through 9, I'm going to read it to you because this is the first story. this story in a while, I'm going to read it to you. 1 through 9, Genesis 4. Now the man, Adam, had relations with his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. That was her firstborn. The first child with a promise to crush the enemy. And she said, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. And then again, she gave birth to his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of flocks, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. And Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering, but for Cain and for his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. Right here, we see the effects of a spirit of jealousy beginning. Abel's offering, it doesn't give us more information, but we see the effects of it because we're going to see more than that. You see, Abel was blessed because whatever he was doing was right before the Lord. His heart was right. Somebody recently talked to me. I know we're in a deep probing right now by the Lord because people, somebody uh, recently said, oh, the Lord was talking to me about my motives, about motives. And then he started talking to me about my motives. (laughs) You know, so we're in a probing. He wants to get you set free. He wants to get these weights out of your life. Amen? Can I get an amen on that? All right. And Abel, so so whatever whatever Cain was doing, either he was, his heart wasn't into it, you know, whatever it was, and God's, his motive, you know, who knows. Something was going on, and God wasn't accepting his offering. Then the Lord said to Cain, this is God, the Lord, Yahweh, said to Cain, why are you angry? Mm. We've got another manifestation of this spirit. And why has your countenance fallen? Sour face. God says, if you do well, some translations say, if you do good, I will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, this is what the Lord said. Sin is crouching at the door. And its desire is for you. But you must master it. This is what he's talking about. This spirit of jealousy. 
It's crouching at the door. You've got to deal with it. You've got to cry out to me. You've got to come to me. Let's be real. Let's talk to, to meaning to the Lord. I've got to, I've got to come to the Lord. I've got to be real with Him. I don't like this. What, what, when you start to feel that little tinge of jealousy and that thing rises up, some of you are more disciplined because you've walked with the Lord more, and you're quick to like, like, oh, that's ugly. Put that away and ignore that. Ignore that. But guess what? It comes back again, doesn't it? Uh huh. If you don't cast that thing out and take authority over it, that thing's going to come back. And that person is definitely going to do something or get something that is going to touch on what your issue is with that person, and it's going to build, and it's going to build, and it's going to build, and it's going to build. And this is what happens in the story. And Cain told Abel, his brother. It sounds like he told his brother about what God said. He told him what his issues were. And it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. He killed him over it. Jealousy is a murderous spirit. Then the Lord said to Cain, God comes to Cain and he says, where is Abel, your brother? And Cain said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Doesn't that sound like a smart? Hmm? I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Whoa. And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground, and now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. And then God goes on and on, and he tells him, you're going to be separated from me and my presence. You're not going to be around here anymore. And Cain was like, oh, but the punishment for this is just too much. Like, people are going to know it, and as soon as somebody finds me and I'm going to wander and wander, they're going to see me, they're going to kill me for this. And God put a sign on him so people wouldn't kill him. And then he got married, he found a woman, and whatever Cain did. But are you hearing me? He lost the ability to walk with God and be in his presence because of that spirit. Not just the murder, the spirit eating him up miserable, the guilt, imagine it. Jealousy led to a vicious act of murder. Jealousy is linked, connected to hatred. Jealousy is connected to anger. Spirit, hatred and anger are two of the spirits identified. You see, jealousy doesn't act alone. It works with part of Satan's cartel. Right? Jealousy is connected to murder. Satan's plan to destroy the seed of Adam and Eve so they can crush him and fulfill their destiny. And it's been effective since the beginning. 
It's chilling. Now, I want to read you something else because I want you to see this. It's in Ezekiel chapter 8 because you won't find this, really, in even the scriptures that you'll list online. This is from years of study and writing things down. This is a picture of vision that God gave Ezekiel. This is many years down the pike. Ezekiel's one of prophets, God's prophets, right? He had visions. He, he had some really strange things that he had to do and tell the people. <laughs> I mean, help me, Jesus. Um, I want to re- read verses 3 through 6, chapter 8. And he stretched out, so Ezekiel's talking about the Lord. The, he's, he's uh, you know, he's seeing the Lord the Spirit of the Lord. And he stretched out the form of a hand and caught me by the lock of my head. And the Spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court. Okay. Wherever he was, God picked him up. He brought him to the temple. That's the place of worship, right? That's where everybody comes to worship God. That's where they come to make their offerings. That's where they come to worship. Amen? The inner court, not the outer court. We're talking about in the inner court. Some people couldn't get that far to the inner court. Some had to be in the outer court. But we're talking about centrally in the heart of the temple. Let's get this picture in our mind. He's taking him to the inner court where some of the most holy stuff is going on, supposedly, in the worship of God Almighty. And where, and this is where Ezekiel saw this, where the seat of the idol of jealousy Where the seat of the idol of jealousy, which provokes to jealousy, was located. We can't pretend this is for sinners out there that haven't been saved. We can no longer pretend. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there. God's glory manifested. He was revealing this to Ezekiel. Like the appearance which I saw in the plain. Then he said to me, Son of man, raise your eyes now toward the north. So I raised my eyes towards the north, and behold, to the north of the altar gate was the idol of jealousy at the entrance. So not only was there, not only was there an idol of jealousy in the inner court, the seat in the middle of the temple, but it was also that another idol was formed at the entrance. So beware, beware, beware of the spirit. It is here to torment you for the rest of your life. And you won't achieve. You can't achieve. You can't be content no matter what you do unless you cast this thing out of your life and crush it. 
and it will keep coming after you and you'll have to crush it again and again and deal with it and see and cry out to God that your heart is circumcised from it. You will always be wanting. It will lead you to do so many things. It'll lead you to, if you are jealous of somebody else's ministry, it will lead you to start ministries. If you are jealous of something else, it will lead you to try and do that. But you won't achieve it. You'll always feel that it's not enough, that somebody else, if you want their position on a board, ah, if you want the position of pastor, if you want to be an elder and you're coveting something that someone else has, you will not ever achieve it until you crush that thing. And you could be called to it. It could be a calling in your life. It could be part of the plan. But this spirit will not allow you to achieve it or obtain it. We just read what the word said. And it's in the church. It's in the temple. And it's in the church. But we are that temple that pastor is constantly telling us about. He said it again this morning. The temple made without hands. That's you. That's the born again. That's you. You've got to get this out of your temple. It's got to be holy. We've got to see that this is the plan of the enemy to keep you held back. Are you jealous of somebody else's business and how they're prospering? You will work and work and work and never achieve it until you get that spirit out of your life. You can look prosperous, but you won't be happy. You'll still be coveting. You'll still be wanting something else. It, it, it causes discontent and strife and every evil thing. I've seen people jealous of one another in the church over the years. And I don't want to see it again. I want you to lay hold of God today. Square off with that thing. And let's deal with it. Let's remember today. This is the word of God. It's the spoken word of God to us. Jealousy is an idol. And what you are jealous of, you are idolizing. You are idolizing people. You are idolizing what they have that you don't have. And the word says, you have not because you ask not. You could ask. Here's another scripture, Song of Solomon 8, 6. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. It brings you death. It stops you where you are. Proverbs 27.4 Wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous, but who is able to stand before envy? If that's coming at you and somebody's envious of you, it can make you sick. You don't even know what hit you. You can't satisfy People can talk to you and say, well, you did this and you did that. And they will find things. They will find things. They will go on and on. And what I want to tell you is this doesn't stop there. It will cause you to slander. If it's a person that you are jealous of, it will cause you to slander them. Do you know what slander is? You'll start to gossip. You'll let somebody know. You'll be watching what they're doing. You'll be looking for them to screw up 
to make a mistake. And then you, you will just talk to another friend. And you'll make sure it's someone that values that person. Are you hearing me? And just kind of let them know. Is, is everything okay with so-and-so? I've really been concerned about them lately. Do you see what I mean? Well, I've really been praying about this. This is what so-and-so did. It's really bothering me. I just don't know what to do with this. I've got to talk to somebody about this. And I know you love them as much as I do. Come on. I know you love them as much as I do, so I'm just going to share this with you because I've been trying to pray, and it might be me. I don't know. You guys, this spirit is slick. Are you seeing this? I want you set free from it. The reason I, I, I want you set free, I want you crushing the enemy. I want you destroying envy. I want you destroying coveting. I want you destroying jealousy. It is a green-eyed monster inside of you. Malice is painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another person, joined with the desire to possess the same advantage. Envy is a bitter feeling caused by another's possession of what we don't have but want. It can be material possessions. It can be popularity. It can be beauty. It can be what they're wearing. It can be the car they're driving. It can be how big their house is. It can be the vacations and all the places they get to go that you don't, and you're on a strict budget. Success, spirituality, talents, giftings. You can be jealous of anything. He will find your weakness. You are watched. You are cataloged. We pick up our phones and go, they know everything about us. They don't know half as much as the devil knows about you. It is calculated to find out what your weakness is and come in for the kill. Matthew 27, 18. Envy brought Jesus to the cross, guys. It produces a Judas, like a, a spirit of Judas, the, the thing that got going on Judas and the Sadducees and the Pharisees. It brought Jesus to the cross, an innocent man. They just couldn't help themselves. They would get so upset. They were so envious of everything that Jesus was, and they weren't. And they were so jealous of it that they came up with every plan. They, they would get a mob spirit. They would look for anybody that was being ugly and going, let's get him, crucify him, crucify him. I mean, this is what the spirit will do. And Jesus, it's written there that says, for he knew, Jesus knew that because of envy, they delivered him up. Envy in Romans 1, 29, is connected to a perverse spirit. See, a perverse spirit, the, the Bible talks about a perverse spirit. A perverse spirit, we tend to think is like something gross or, you know, sexually perverse. We, we think of pervert. But what a perverse do spirit does is it perverts the truth. 
That's the first thing it does. It perverts the truth into a lie. Like, like the enemy did with Eve, and he was baiting her to eat the apple and saying, God doesn't want you to be as smart as he is, and that's why he told you that you can't eat from this tree. And that's why you can eat everything, but he just doesn't want you to be as smart as he is, basically. You know, that's what he was telling her. It, he perverted the truth, God sparing them from having to know the deceits of good and evil. It perverts truth and then perverts you. Being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, they are gossips. It's linked in those kinds of scriptures. It tells us that with some of these, we cannot enter the kingdom of God if we have these things. Saints of God, I'm doing all this. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I, I'm trying this. I'm so depressed. It leads you to depression. You're depressed because you can't have it. You're tormented. It is a tormenting spirit. Philippians 1, 15 through 17 says, Some preach out of envy and strife for a place or a position. It's like I just told you a little while ago, people being jealous, wanting my job. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Philippians 1, 15, 17. Is that what you're asking me? Some preach out of envy and strife for a place. Some, to be sure, are preaching Christ even. This is Philippians even from envy and strife. So they could be the leader. So they could be the teacher. So somebody would clap for them and say, oh, Kathy's word was so good. Do you hear me? Don't ever covet anything. Give God all the glory. You never want to be on a pedestal of man because God will tip, tip it over. Nothing is going to stand before God. That position that you want or some elevated thing that you think is so special or a special ministry that looks better or just as good as somebody else that you're jealous of, do you understand? The enemy is trying to tell some of you you failed and you're just tormented. Stop. Cast these things off and walk through the new doors where you're set free from the chains of this damnable spirit and the spirits that work with it. But some, in Philippians it says, but some also from goodwill. And they are doing it out of love. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition rather than from pure motives. Motives. Somebody told me, Lord's working on me with motives. So I'm going to get to this. What should you do if you are a victim of jealousy? Have you guys got this? Is it pretty clear to you in simplicity? Can a fifth or sixth grader understand this? Can we teach our children about this spirit? What should you do if you're a victim? Well, I just want to encourage you to say this. 
you pray, you seek the Lord. First, you've already done everything you know to try to appease this person because that's what it causes you to do. It causes you to bend over backwards to try. Or after you've done that for a while and they're not satisfied, then you're like, to heck with it. They'll never be satisfied. And you spoke truly, but you didn't understand. Where God wants to get us to is a place of compassion and prayer. This is what they're suffering from. And two, if we followed the word and we had some of these strifes and divisions, we would go where if you can't work it out with the person, you get someone else who is more spiritual than both of you to sit there and work this thing out and discern what spirits are at work here. And then you humble yourself. You have to humble yourself to deal with this. You can't figure this out without him. He is close to those of a contrite and humble heart. But this is what Ezekiel said later in verses in chapter 35, 11. Therefore, as I live, declares the Lord, I will deal with you according to your anger and according to your envy, which you showed because of your hatred against them. So I will make myself known among them when I judge you. That's what's awaiting you and I if we don't deal with this. If these things are going on in our hearts and our thoughts towards others. God said, therefore, as I live, he's declaring it, Lord God. I will deal with you, meaning you or them. <laughs> because of their anger and what they've done. And that should cause us to have a compassionate heart and start crying out to God for their deliverance. Amen? Because he's going to judge it, and he's going to deal with it. Acts 7, 9, and 10 says, God will be with you and grant you favor and wisdom. We haven't even talked about every single story. Lonnie talked last week about Joseph and his brothers he was thrown. All that happened because of jealousy. Look at Moses when he took him out. His own sister got leprosy because she was mad because he was the leader and they should have some say too. And she got leprosy, remember? God dealt with her and he cried out to the Lord on her behalf. That gives us an idea of when somebody is jealous over you and starts ma manifesting. God judged it and he dealt with it really big in Moses' case. But Moses cried out and said, God, have mercy, please. That's your job as a victim. And this is what Acts 7, 9, and 10 says. I'm, I'm getting close, so don't get too itchy here. And the patriarchs became jealous of Joseph and sold him into Egypt, and yet God was with him and rescued him from all his afflictions. If you are a victim of this, God will rescue you. Sometimes you're a victim of jealousy, and you're one that has jealousy for someone else. That's a real bad spot. Make sure. 
and rescued him from all his afflictions and granted him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh and king of Egypt, and he made him governor of all his household. He just means, you know, he's looking out for you. Now what should you do if a spirit of jealousy has come over you? James 3, 14 and 16 says, Don't tolerate that spirit and lie to yourself in Jesus. Come on. Don't lie to yourself. Well, I really love them. It couldn't be that bad. They do irritate me. Guys, don't lie to yourself. Don't tolerate that spirit and lie to yourself in Jesus. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish selfish ambition in your heart, we don't like to think that we're selfish, do we? See, we want to turn from that. We don't want to say that we're selfish. I'm not selfish. I'm not selfish, Lonnie. We're both selfish. And it manifests at times. Are some of you not selfish ever? I mean, we're going to saint you. We'll have a special service. During Easter, huh? <laughs> and selfish ambition in your heart. Do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but it's earthly, nat- natural. This spirit is demonic. For where, where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. Is there a disorder in your life? Then take take a check. Check things out. Envy and jealousy in Romans 13, 13 and 14. Envy and jealousy equals the lust of the flesh. Let us behave properly is in the day and not in carousing and drunkenness and sexual promiscuity and sensuality. Not strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh and its lusts. Titus 3, 3 and 5. Remember the mercy and kindness of God. If you have the spirit, remember the mercy. We just sang about it. Oh, how he loves us. How he is running for you today in this message that he has brought to you. This is a message of love. This is a message to set you free. This is a message to change your life. This is a message that will set you free, that you can obtain the promises you so desire. It is a worthy desire. Be content. Yes, I haven't gotten to that scripture. To be at peace. Jealousy destroys peace. It's cruel as the grave. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love 
for mankind appeared. He saved us. Not on the basis of the deeds which we've done in righteousness. Oh, no. But according to his mercy, by the washing and the regeneration, the renewing by the Holy Spirit, the renewing of our minds. He can get those thoughts out of your minds. 1 Peter 2.1 says, Put aside all malice. If you have this, put it aside. Destroy it. Destroy it. Therefore, putting aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisy and all slander, like newborn babes long for the pure milk of the word, that you may grow in respect to salvation. We do it. We walk it. And I'm ending here with this scripture, Ezekiel 11, 19 through 21. And I shall give them one heart and shall put a new spirit within them. And I shall take the heart of stone out of their flesh and give them a new heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. Then they will be my people, and I shall be their God. But for those, in verse 21, but for those whose hearts go after their detestable things and abominations, I shall bring their conduct down on their heads, declares the Lord. God's mercy and grace endures forever. I <clears throat> when I got to the end of the word, I said, Lord, what do you want to do with that word? Uh, I believe uh, I was sick all week. I was sick from last Saturday. I started to take a turn. I didn't think I was going to be able to um, minister this word. And honestly, I wasn't too upset about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to go looking for, you know. He, uh, the enemy doesn't like that I'm bringing, I'm the messenger of God's covenant with us today. He doesn't like it. But I was sick all week. And I got to thinking, what in the world have I got? I had physical sickness. I had such extreme nausea. I felt like I was going to vomit all the time. Uh, then, uh, just, it was so bad. And then I did. I did vomit. It was, it was bad. And I was just like belching. And I was just like, it was gross. And I just felt horrified horrible and I felt weak and um, then I started breaking out in this body rash and I'm like and, and it was just like I was itching and I was itching and scratching and I was taking Benadryl and I was taking cortisone creams and like Lonnie can you reach that on my back 
and it was breaking out in various parts. There, these weren't bites. These were just big welts everywhere. I believe somehow I was experiencing a purge, a spiritual purge on your behalf and mine. Are you hearing me? Lonnie was praying, we're praying. I'd prayed enough, I didn't pray anymore. I believe God is purging us from these things, and I'm praying for you. I am praying for you. Some of this is nauseating. It's nauseating before God when he sees us in this condition. It's nauseating for us. And I believe that we're in this purge, and that's a good thing. That is a good thing. I have seen many people experiencing physical ailments. When these spirits have us, and they're setting up idols in our hearts, (laughs) you know, these are open doors for ailments to come our ways. I know how the spirit realm works. He finds a way to get into your house. He's looking for an unlatched window. Like a little tiny mouse, he can squeeze in to a crack and come in and do damage. Some of you know that, what a mouse damage can do in your house. Some little mouse, the damage they can do. Oh, God, help us. So I don't know where you want to go, but if you all want to come up and we just pray for one another. Could you all agree that we've got some we've got some purging to do? We've got some purging to do. In a Bible study, someone was sharing that they were just doing a Bible study about jealousy. <clears throat> God help us. You see, God wants to set us free from this so we can destroy the works of the enemy. I judge no one. I do not bring this word with any judgment because if I do, I am judging myself. Are you hearing me? I do not judge you. I do not condemn you. It says in Christ there is no condemnation. But let us come in the peace and the preciousness of the pure word of truth. And let us embrace God's truths and walk as men and women upright in all the fullness of the Spirit so we can manifest the spirits and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yes, that we can pray for one another. And when that green-eyed thing starts to come, let's trample it. If you, if you are struggling with it or something like that, I, I'll pray with you. I will never judge you. Do you hear me? No. We're going to deal with that. We're going to get deliverance today. The Spirit of the Lord is upon him, and he's here to set us free. And I see a hand back there. 
Yes, if you put it on the tape so people can hear it. Or not the tape. Where am I? Who am I? <laughs> Revealing my age. Here. <laughs> this is something that um, God has had on my heart. Um, and it's something that everybody can do to um, help get rid of this, the, je the jealousy. So this is out of Colossians, and I didn't write down the actual um, verse, but I believe it's Colossians 3, somewhere in there. And it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any one of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. This has fallen off my refrigerator like three times and landed in my dining room, which is not in, in the kitchen. So um, I'm sure this is pretty important. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, it's the call. Yeah. It's the call to us that we can. God's mercy and compassion. Why don't you guys come up here and let's just gather together. Does anybody else have anything they want to share? This is about us. We're the family of God. Okay. But anything else on this word? No? Okay. Well, let's. if you want to stay where you are, that's fine, too. Um, let's just pray. Lord, we come and we humbly surrender to you today. We cast down every idol in this church, any residues, any residue of anything that's been here through the years, Lord, any residue that's in any of our hearts, God, we just thank you that you are purging us, that you are doing a deep cleansing work in your body right now. We are not ashamed. We come boldly because of the blood that you shed, Jesus. You love us. You've told us how much you love us. And that's why you're sharing this with us to set us free today. God, we cast off all spirits of we rebuke. We First we say we repent. We repent, we repent, and we ask for your mercy and your grace, God. We repent of, of, this, of our actions and the fruits that have borne fruit in our lives of the spirit of jealousy, malice, envy, coveting, God, all the spirits that work with it, Lord. Lord, we repent. We turn away from it. We turn around. That's our heart desire today. And we speak with authority over every spirit of jealousy, covetousness, envy, malice, grudging, slander, the things that you hate, God. We speak to these spirits and we command them to loosen their grip in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. God, we are dependent on you healing us this morning. 
that you would heal our minds, that our minds would be renewed from the thoughts, that they would be washed clean by the word, God, our hearts unto salvation, Lord, unto the kingdom, entering the kingdom of God. Lord, we remember to put on the full armor of God constantly that we wear it, Lord. Lord, we ask you to convict us we ask for your conviction, conviction to be great and powerful, Lord. Lord, if we have, we have a seared conscience because of living this lifestyle of jealousy, Lord, and we don't even know what it feels like to not have it, God, restore our conscience, that our conscience not be seared to this, Lord. We come with hope today that these devils will be cast off of us and off your people. And we tear down every idol in our heart, every idol in this church, God, every idol in your name, Jesus. We come by the blood of Jesus. We come to the mercy seat of Christ, your mercy and grace, Lord. Cleanse us. Run after us. Possess us. Make us be that temple where you rest and you and there is peace, God. I release peace upon your people, God. Release peace in our hearts. Let it flood and destroy all and wash away all the stuff and the residue from these spirits, Lord. Father, each of us individually make our own declaration to crush the works of the devil and to destroy the works of the spirit in our lives and to walk compassionately and kindly with our brothers and our sisters, Lord, and all humanity, God, when we see this thing raise its head. God, help us and grant us your forgiveness and mercy today. Make us wise. Equip us for the work of serving you. We forgive those who have been jealous of us. We forgive them. We forgive them. Seal this word to our hearts, God. Seal this word to our minds.
um, are going to bring our offering as part of our worship here today. And um, <clears throat> you're welcome to stay here a while and talk to God or do whatever you want. Love on each other. Whatever it is that you feel the Lord and the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. Um, before we um, finish today, uh, before we let everyone go, uh, we want to involve you and invite you into our offering time. Um, if you want to uh, support what God is doing here and you want to make an offering to him on behalf of his kingdom, then you can always go to our website and do that. I pray over this offering. I pray that it go far and wide and do all that you desire for it to do, God. I ask you to bless your people as they give to you, Lord, as you see fit, Lord. We give you this offering and we worship you with it. And we declare that we are not a selfish people, but we are a joyful people and receive joy in giving to you. May you bless it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. For those of you who have been watching this morning, blessings. May this word be rich within your heart. We bless you. Thank you for being one with us.